Shady Pines Radio. Back to another fine episode of Everything and Nothing on the Shady Pines Radio Network. I'm your host, Chris, and this is my co-host, Charlie. I'm Charlie. And we're bringing to you another fine hour of whatever wonky shit comes into our heads today. Today's special guest is Jane Malone. She's a Portland comic. Well, you know, before the apocalypse hit. Now she's doing graphic arts, and she's got a magazine coming out right before Halloween that we're going to talk about later. Turns out everyone here on the podcast this week is going to love Halloween. Uh, Some of the others love Christmas, and I'm going to forgive them. Give it a listen, guys. It wasn't long ago that things felt hopeless. And new music? Forget about it. But on October 1st, things are going to change! But I won't pardon you! Ben Said's new album is here to save us. The Worst of Ben Said. 12 songs available only on Bandcamp, featuring Pardon Me, Get Out and Vote, and Taco Bell. The Worst of Ben Said, available October 1st. Check out bensaid.bandcamp.com. Shady Pines Radio, that cool, delicious internet sensation for your ears, is now available as a free app. Yes, the coy, diverse flavor of favorites like Inside the Fishbowl, Friends of Slop, Toasty Tunes, and Nocturnal Submissions, just to name a few, can be enjoyed in app form for both Apple and Android phones. Go now to your Apple App Store or Google Play and look for Shady Pines Radio. And listen to Shady Pines Radio in an app. Half an hour ago, we were very concerned about how this was even going to happen today. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I went and uh, I tried to plug my computer in and it, it wouldn't. And, and then it wouldn't turn on. Uh and so I had to rip the entire bottom of my computer out and then put the part of my computer that I plug into into the right spot again because my computer's been oh, half God. falling apart for like two years now and something finally gave. Uh, Did it? Oh my God. So are you sitting there with like a computer completely disassembled but it's plugged into the outlet? No, no, no. I got everything back together. Mostly. I, I mean, I put okay. in half the screws so everything's functionally put back together and I'll put the rest back later. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, 2020 is going great, guys. I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, Charlie, uh, this is Jane Malone. Jane Malone, this is Charlie. Hello. He's my co-host. Hey, I got real big today to deal with the stress of that, so this whole beginning's even better than usual. It's going great, guys. I love a buzz intro. That's fantastic. So, uh, what Jane does is be a funny motherfucker all the time, and then I've also noticed that since pandemic, you've taken a new turn here. Well, I had um, a BA in graphic design anyway, so I've always done like the posters for, you know, um, comedy and stuff like that. But then um, with the pandemic, I went back to school. And so like, there's a lot that's happened in the last 10 years since I was in art school. Yeah. So I kind of like refreshed everything. And so now I'm kind of like, I was decent at Photoshop, but I'm, I'm kind of a monster now. 
That's my son sneaking up in the background and me oh. telling him, oh, <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. I've had my brother like walk in to the show before, like give me popcorn. I'm like, all right, you're, here you are. That's fine. Right? He's like, oh. Mom, I just want to know what time it is. And I'm like, this is really inappropriate right now. But I'm to be fair, Charlie, you've also had Beard Tooth Tom just his hand appear on the show as he comes into the shot to hand you a beer yep. and flutter back out. That's... So you just get deliveries from your peoples, <laughs> and I feel like this is unfair because this is not what has happened to either of the times we've been. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Right? I would like some delivery. That's amazing. I just, it's, it's just the kind of company I keep, just people who want to keep me fed and, you know. <laughs> and, and liquored up, yeah. Liquored up. Those are good friends. Yeah. Why don't I have friends like that, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> you want me to like Postmates you lunch or something? <laughs> we did kind of talk about that. Just using Gene DeWeber as the delivery service on uh, on podcast days and just asking our host like, hey, what would you want from 7-Eleven if we were going to buy <laughs> <laughs> Have some beers brought over <laughs> And then we keep not ever doing it. I forgot about it until just we're now. Gonna, we're going to continue being the worst hosts, Jim. Yep. You're never going to awesome. let me do another show again. This is going to be great. <laughs> so uh, so graphic design, so Photoshop, what's up? <laughs> tell, keep telling us about that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, no, my life is not interesting. It's completely, like, nerdtastic. I do a lot of, you know, graphics. I did the, um, I don't know if it's even mildly interesting. I did the quarantine merit badges. You know? I did so enjoy those. those. Oh, okay, yeah. Those were cute, right? I don't yeah. know. I've done <laughs> Now, what were a few of those, actually? Because some of them were really good. Um, I The one that I've sold the most, actually, is washing your hands. Like, that's yeah. the one that I've sold a ton of, which is so random. But I think, I don't know, my favorites are kind of the more bizarre ones. You know, yes. I like... Um, Time is meaningless because that's really <laughs> how it felt like I don't even know we're nine months into this. So yeah, it feels like every day is a Tuesday. It's oh yeah. Crazy. Well, it it did when I was not working. I was like, oh man, just like time just drifted into, and I was just like doing nothing. Like the podcast is kind of like the weekly thing. It's like, all right, I gotta get that done. That was it. Anchors Charlie to Time <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but but now I'm like working like an actual job again. And it's like, okay, so Friday back to work. And it feels like a Friday because it's like busy and I'm flipping burgers. And I'm just like, just like the good old days, like everybody wants to come in and just hang out and make minimums. That's awesome. Uh, but yeah, oh, I, I feel I, like we don't think it is. <laughs> No, it's um, it's weird. It's just weird that like to like go from that kind of like no reference point, just like months just fading by, and now it's like now I'm back in work. Now everything's just gonna like like October's just gonna zip by because it's like this is our busy season. We start getting really busy <laughs> this time of year. My reference to the awesomeness is only that the Friday night would feel like a Friday night again, and not that people are going out and enjoying themselves during a pandemic. Even though I know it's. You have to have a semblance of life, but then I don't know. It's weird. It's a it's a difficult place to figure out where to draw the line, you know. Yeah, right. Where is the balance? Which leads us yeah. to our usual first segment of the show, guys. Oh, all right, Chris is going <laughs> into it. Here we go. Look, you know, I love doing the mental health check in. It's really all about. You know, uh, first off, since uh, the soft apocalypse began, I'm stealing that from Lacey Day now. Yes, that's just what that's this is. <laughs> okay. So since the soft apocalypse began, how have you been, honestly? Like, what changes have you had to make to keep yourself in a uh, somewhat stable state? It's, um, okay, so, fuck, dude, it's a nightmare. I mean, <laughs> 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 it's yeah. a fucking nightmare. Um, I I was a comedian and I would go out and do either open mics or shows every night a week. You know what I mean? And I would produce shows and I'd make event posters. And my life was very much wrapped around live events. And so my life has changed completely, you know, like, and there's nothing to substitute that. There isn't, you know, 
I mean, it's just not the same. Producing shows is completely different. The crowds are completely different. And um, so I went back to school to refresh my, you know, art because I knew that that was something I could do by myself at home. Right. You know, and I wouldn't. Uh, I, comedy is just so different on a Zoom show. It just is, you know, the interacting with the audience is kind of the thing that I was good at. And this is <laughs> this is so much much different that uh, it's not a skill set that I have yet. So it's, it's, I think it's humbling for all of us. We're learning to, to rebuild, you know, what we had honed as a, as a, an art form even has, has become very, very difficult, at least for me, you know, I don't speak for all of us, but I do think that we all had to adapt for sure. Yeah. I can't even bring myself to do the zoom shows. I haven't, I haven't been able to to go, Oh yeah. I'm going to go yell into a screen, all the same obscenities I'm used to yelling at a crowd. Because at least with the crowd, I got to see how mad they were about it, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. The uh, the lack of interaction with the people, like, that's what I feed off of. And then I get more excited, and then they get more excited. And then the whole thing, it turns into, like, a ride of laughter. Where yeah. this is very different. You know? It's not, um, it's, I don't know. And I'm not comfortable there yet. And so, and it's frustrating. Because I always tell my kids, you know, the mark of your intelligence is how quickly you can adapt to a new situation. And I have not adapted well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little, uh, you know, tumbling. It, this kicked my ass, dude. I didn't, I was uniquely trained to stay home and make art and stuff like that. And it's still much, much more solitude than I had ever wanted in my life. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you say that you haven't adapted, but we also know that, what, four days from now, you've got a magazine dropping that you've gone and helped create with the uh, a few of the other comedians in town? Absolutely. Well, um, I, you were too young, but when I was a kid, there was zines made their first come out, and it was just like this cool thing, and I was too young. I was like eight or nine when they first came out, and like you had to be 13, 14, you had to be able to, to build one, you know, and I just wasn't there yet. So I always wanted one. And then this all happened, and they kind of started making a little bit of a comeback. You, I yeah. saw a couple come out, and I was like, you know what, I've always wanted one. It's the most storied thing on the face of the earth. But I have my own zine coming out on Wednesday, That's and so uh, cool. it actually... It is so, it's so darktastic. I love it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got some amazing illustrators and some amazing writers to contribute. I have a fantastic Halloween piece by Sam Talent, whose new book just came out and was absolutely fantastic. I reviewed that for Savage Henry. So awesome. I got to work with him again. And it's been amazing. Hell yeah. Now, uh, I, I think I may be missing some information here. Is there a difference between a zine and a magazine? Is there something I'm missing in this translation? So a magazine is traditionally printed and ours is an online interactive PDF. It won't be printed anywhere. It's just a zine. Also, okay. it doesn't hurt in my mind to take the MAGA off everything. You know, because... Hey. <laughs> oh my points. God. Yes, that is absolutely uh, points. I mean, so yeah, don't call it a magazine. <laughs> We're just a zine. Uh, I actually, it's got enough, it's gotten a little bit of, I don't know, buzz on it or whatever, enough so that people started asking if we were going to do another one. So we're going to do the Halloween one that drops Wednesday, and then we're going to do a New Year's Eve edition as well. Oh, nice. Right. You know? Yeah. It's, um, it's crazy, but I've actually, I've gotten to work with some really amazing people and we're bringing all of your old favorites back. Gabby, uh, Jesus from Eugene is going to make an appearance and it's a scandal as usual. And so, (laughs) um, there's a local, um, illustrator, Jay Reynolds, who kind of makes the rounds in the comedy scene. We see his art everywhere. And he's done a really fast and fantastic, uh, illustrator. I can't tell you what it is, but it's so good when you see it, you'll be like, oh my God, that's what she was talking about. This is the thing. Brilliant. No, I can't tell you. It's so good. Uh, no, and that's, don't, don't spoilers. That's part of it. I can't wait. I can't wait. Jamie Carboni. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm such a jerk. I assumed but it was he, Carbone. Uh, he writes a lot of those little satire bits. Yeah, Carbone, Carboni. I, it's Italian, maybe? Let's not speculate. It's not. Um, <laughs> he, writes, 
you know uh, the it's like the office sketch or like the Seinfeld sketch, but it's reimagined for whatever's going on. So he wrote an office sketch where it's a socially distant Halloween episode. It's absolutely fantastic. That's so there's cool. some really great stuff that's going to make an appearance. So definitely oh, check man. it out. Um, it'll be LittleTreatComedy.com on Wednesday. LittleTreatComedy.com on Wednesday. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know that he's done a lot of those Seinfeld ones. Like that's his seems to be his meat and potatoes on Facebook is to just make yeah like Seinfeld comics basically, where he just redoes all their words for whatever's happening now, and it's surprisingly Absolutely. good. It's I didn't like Seinfeld before. <laughs> You can hear them in their voices and he gets it right. He speaks in the voice well enough. So it's just, it's fantastic. He's very good at it. Oh, and we got a lot of video contributions. Manning, who is absolutely fantastic. She can do a video for Halloween and April Gality. Um, There's a bunch of them. Chaz Logan. April Gality, friend of the show. (laughs) Huh? April Gality, friend of the show. show. (laughs) We've we've had her on a couple times. (laughs) He's a lot of fun. We went and saw uh, Jay and Silent, the reboot together with oh, nice. Smith. It was so funny. Oh, man. have I, I must have watched it. I must have gotten really high when I watched it, though, and not remembered any of it, which is probably for the best. Something about a monkey. It's exactly the same as uh, <laughs> Jay and Bob the movie. It's exactly the same. Okay. They just found a way to redo it. <laughs> okay. That's that's Silent Bob. Be on the show. <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. No, I liked in Silent Bob Strike Back. That's the one with the monkey, Chris. Uh, yeah, they both have a monkey. They both have a monkey. Okay, that's the one I remember with the chimpanzee specifically. That's. Uh, and I had to go to Hollywood and find it. I think there's a lizard in all of them. Oh yeah, there's um. What's the, what was the one uh, that was like Burt Reynolds and, a, and an orangutan or something? And he's like a truck driver, of course. <laughs> like, oh. BJ and the Bear or something. Oh, no. I'm going to get in trouble for that. Smokey and the Bandit, what is that? Well, Smokey and the Bandit is the one where he's got to go get beer from Texarkana. <laughs> Bring it to Atlanta. <laughs> uh, Points, Charlie. Thank you. Uh, but no, uh, PJ and the Bear, I think. PJ and the Bear. Oh, but that's Clint Eastwood. It's Clint Eastwood and orangutan. And the, there you go. And the truck I was like, I don't yeah. think you're talking about the right, because you're talking about like Left Turn Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen it. I just know about it. Well, what the? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Smoking and the Bandit because it's good. <laughs> Jane Madeer, is there any way that you could get uh, a little bit of volume coming through so that we can hear you better? I am... What does that do for you? Okay, that answers my question, (laughs) and we're going to keep going. (laughs) Oh, no. Hang on one second. I have a thing that makes it better. A thing. That okay, makes sometimes it better. The microphone makes it better. Sometimes it does not. Sometimes it does not make it better. Okay. There's only one way to find out. I know, right? I have to plug it in. But we have to do this dance where I go back and forth to find. Uh huh. No, I I see your subtle your subtle uh, uh, advertising over there with your yeah. with your little treat logo <laughs> up. I I see you. Uh huh. We gotta gotta do this dance, obviously. Flinging <laughs> the computer back and forth. Okay, that does not help at all. Did it help you guys? I think it helped a little. I I did not notice okay. the difference. <laughs> but <laughs> I will continue to be the hopeful one in this relationship. Apparently, <laughs> I'm just I'm telling the truth. <laughs> I mean, if it didn't make a difference and she'd already gone through all the effort, just tell her it made a little bit of a difference. Goddamn. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just Maybe maybe there's an extra step that needs to... I'm just... 
we're appraising this cold, like cold reason. Like we, I appreciate your effort. Thank you. It's fine. Absolutely. <laughs> you, we can hear you. I am this is a uh, Salem Public Schools <laughs> yeah. computer. Right. We're <laughs> this show has always been about doing what you can with what you got. And exactly. we're going to continue that tradition today. That's, yeah. We do, we're, do, we're all doing great. Way to go. We're all in this together. I couldn't not, and I hate <sighs> Yeah. Ooh, it'll be fun to see if we get sued by Disney at some point. Anyway. Oh, great. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm editing this out. <laughs> I forget about these things. You know that. This is why you're my editor. <laughs> yep. Jane, how... <laughs> okay. So, uh, Charlie is a drummer. Well, was, is, is a goddamn drummer. This will end at some point and we will get back on stages. Uh, Charlie's a drummer yeah. for a band. Uh, yep. You and I do the comedy things. And so, I mean, I do like to check in with people who have stage experience and just ask them, what are your worst moments from the stage? Like, <laughs> like what are the things you're like, you know what, maybe a pandemic isn't so bad. Maybe <laughs> we needed a break. And I will give you that. Like, I, the best thing about the pandemic is not having to hear the same set from the same people three or four nights a week, you know? But, uh... <laughs> I do miss open mics anyway. Open mics are always kind of a nightmare for stage work. And then I've had some horrible stage experiences, you know, where it's like I had the flu one time and I thought I was going to be fine. They called my name. I went up there. I had the microphone. I said hello. And then I had to leave and throw up backstage. Like, oh, no. The vomit. Yeah, um, that was that was horrible. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, you should have just I been like, look, the front row is the splash zone. And then... <laughs> this is like a Gallagher thing, but with yeah. body fluids. No, gross. <laughs> uh, I was doing this stupid show for this really nice, this comic that I'm not impressed with. <laughs> like it was a big, he handed me this guest spot. Like it was a big deal and I was doing really well. And then I misstepped and they didn't like it and it just went downhill. And then I couldn't figure out how to get off the stage. And so I just stared ahead for like a good, you know how it feels like a million and a half years, but it's probably oh, yeah. like four or five seconds. I could not figure out how to get off the stage. And so that, that was horrible. Um, you know, stuff like that. I've had people heckle me, which is not too bad. People rush the stage and grab the microphone, you know. So there's, I guess there are benefits to being in my house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I've I never had know, anybody uh, try to grab the mic from me. Really? I had a guy rush up on stage, grab the mic, and tell me I have nice tits, though. And <laughs> he just started talking. And I just left and let the host and them deal with it. So. You're right. You're, you're not getting paid well no. at all for that. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. It was a birthday party, and it was one of the – it was the birthday um, – birthday boy i guess he was like 70 oh. but uh yeah like i was he had hired us to come in and what he wanted was a roast oh. but we didn't know any of his friends or anything so right mainly i just told him and then he like stormed the stage grabbed the f microphone and started telling everybody they sucked which is really what he wanted to do um anyway so i just you know grabbed my purse and i went back to the buffet line because they had this crystal champagne um Ooh. like a punch bowl but it was miniatures and so i upended that into my purse got my check and left <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm real classy yeah absolutely and don't let anybody tell you differently jane i didn't even drink that much I just put them in my freezer, and then for like the next time, whenever you open the freezer, like a hundred miniatures would pour out at you. It was, uh, you know, this is being petty. This is being a dick. Fine. I'm the worst. So. No. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's not so bad, I don't think. Like, for, for that for that treatment, I think that's, I think that's fine. Like, yeah, for, no. No, fuck those people. They, like, nobody even tried to come to your rescue. It was the birthday dude. No, fuck that guy. Take all the shit. Right? I mean, he did pay me, so. 
So. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he paid you to do comedy, not to shit on you. It, yeah, it was kind of just a weird night. It uh, was in Prineville, which is uh, known for its comedy nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Prineville like three people, and it is yep. not known for its comedy nights. Uh, yeah. It's just very small rural organ. It is the word though that bothers me the most about when he got on stage. Like what was he like in reference to He liked my jokes. Like like I'm funny. He liked them. I don't know what that was about. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like very dismissive. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. They're all so nice. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm Did sure they are, but that is not <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't toot my own horn, which is a weird thing to say about your boob. I don't know. This whole thing has gotten awry. It's gone awry. <laughs> I mean, are there bad boobs, though? I guess is the real question in that. I'm always one of those people where I'm, I'm always like, oh, yay, genitals. I, you know, I never <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. I love that. It's like dinner. Oh, I love dinner. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not okay. Waffles. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean, even like, oh, you burnt the waffles. I mean, there's still waffles. So. Yeah. Like, right? I go We're waffles. Put some syrup on this. It's going to be fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once I get done with the Nutella and like stuff, you don't even notice they're burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Nutella, peanut butter. Right? Okay. Is burnt waffles uh, uh, a euphemism for red flags here, though? Because <laughs> that might be worth <laughs> okay. exploring. <laughs> you might not have, put on so much Nutella. <laughs> I have questionable taste. I can just put Nutella on anything, dude, and then that just there's a multitude of sins. So. <laughs> My mom is kind of weird like that, where she she doesn't care, and she sometimes prefers like she likes her toast almost burnt, like on yeah. purpose, and like her popcorn almost burnt on purpose because she likes that burnt like flavor and texture. Just get a smoker and be done with life. (laughs) (laughs) What? She's going to smoke her toast? Apparently she's going to smoke everything. It's the flavor she wants. Just throw everything in that bitch. I mean, okay. So she does like smoke salmon. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Oh, I got so mad at my daughter. She burned toast during the wildfire when it was burning over here. (laughs) air the house out it just it was burnt <laughs> toast in the house and then wildfire outside the house There's nothing we can do so mad like comically upset about it so. for days i'm sure everything smells like smoke <laughs> it was terrifying i had uh, i'm from new mexico so i'd never seen a wildfire like up close and so i didn't know that the sky changes colors so i woke up one morning it was like 5 a.m and it was bright red I was coming in around the edges of the of the window stuff and the door, and, and it looked like it looked like the gates of hell. Like I know it sounds so cliche, but but it that's really, what it I do. The building was on fire. Yeah, I, I that's what it looks like. It looks like in a Disney cartoon when they're like, "This goes to hell." Like it's just <laughs> terrifying. I thought I thought I was on fire. I thought I would die in a fire. Like that's a terrible death, you know. And like, ah, so yeah, that was my first wildfire. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, glad it's over so it's been a wild ride i moved to oregon um years ago and i've seen absolutely everything since it's been insane like i've never seen rain or flooding before really i've never seen a wildfire because we have just the one tree so it doesn't really <laughs> just the one tree well i mean we have one but it's nothing like this is crazy you guys are crazy with your trees it's nuts. I love it. We just keep planting them again. Just, <laughs> just keep cutting them right? down, planting them again, doing it all over. There Lean. they are with their trees. See, in Alaska, we don't even need to do like these It's things. not utopia. It's freaking out. <laughs> I'm just saying, Alaska has a lack of buildings, and so our trees just get to make their own damn shit. And we don't ever have to worry about replanting because there's... There's a lot more bears, I mean land, than there are people. So, <laughs> I've never seen a real bear before either. I know we have them in New Mexico, they say, in the mountains and stuff. I've never seen ones. 
Because why the fuck did you want to go to a mountain? You've never seen a cow? I had, I grew up in a, in Albuquerque, which sounds uh, like, I mean, it's New Mexico, but like, it's a city. It's all paved. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Suburbs. So like, there wasn't a cow ever. (laughs) So, uh. All right. I met quite a few now that I've moved to Oregon and I saw three (laughs) raccoons in a street the other day, just like hanging out, running out up and down the street. Yeah. It was crazy. Raccoons. I've seen coyotes in Portland. Just oh, I've run with a coyote once. I was I was doing mushrooms and uh, he was just running down the road in the middle of the night. And I was like, "Me too, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, guys. <laughs> I could see that. That could be like your spirit animal, <laughs> coyote. I think I'm a raccoon. I do. Because yeah. yeah, the trashy and <laughs> I f- I feel like a brown bear a lot of the time. Where I'm just like I just want to sleep. Maybe get some food. Don't fuck with me. Just let me. Let me hang out, guys. It makes sense to me. Like going and just sleeping for like a couple of months at a time. I mean, yeah. that. that makes sense. Oh yeah, no, I, uh, I'm about. I want nap dates to be a real thing. Like, yeah, we'll talk for like 20 minutes or so until the snuggles cause me to pass the fuck out. But then, then we're just napping, and it's gonna be great. And then people are like, why would I want to do that? I was like, cool. You're obviously not meant for this. Yeah, have a nice day. <laughs> Quick way to weed out whether some whether or not someone's made for you. Like my favorite ex, John, we used to just sleep next to each other. Like, and it's so hard to find somebody that you sleep compatibly next to. You know, it was or oh yeah for me. I have a hard time getting to sleep and then staying there. But like, he would I don't know for whatever reason he was the right amount of heat and like we would just sleep. It was beautiful. <laughs> and you I gotta find the right body pillow. That alone, <laughs> so cute. Uh, that's my favorite ex. <laughs> <laughs> just call him up, like, "Hey, do you just want to nap sometime?" I don't know. <laughs> I wish that was a thing. Ugh. I mean, why isn't it though? They used to have those. Uh, yeah. They used to have like the professional cuddlers, and you could like pay a fee and go just cuddle. Oh, dude, it costs so much to that. become one of them, though. I looked into it because I wanted that job. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. I'm just, no, I'm sure it's you got to get like pretty extensive background check for that. It's like nine thousand dollars in total. In yeah, yeah. Well, it's mostly <laughs> certified in all of the no touching part of snuggling, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd have a hard time not touching them, but I do know how guys are when you snuggle them. Like all of a sudden, like everything is very sensory <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> nah if you've told me we're here to snuggle and nap I'm having a nap it's great <laughs> yeah. uh, I didn't know you could do that that would be so cool like we have that big spooning test this afternoon you guys ready for it <laughs> oh did you go to school yeah I went to snuggle academy <laughs> right? I want to do the logo like it's just this is a place I'd like to be. Let's make this real. Yeah, I'm in. I'm imagining like a like a uh, it's like a figure and it's like snoozing and it's got like the the graduation cap, uh, <laughs> like head you on a pillow. The gown is the blanket. Yeah. Behind you, like holding you, so that because it's snuggling. Yeah, there you go. Well, he could be like holding the the like the name, you know. Oh. So it says like Snuggle Academy, and he's like, it's a bed, or. <laughs> Uh, we'll, we'll workshop it. <laughs> Actually, I'm interested. We feel like we could like definitely like press DuVos for a grant or something like that. Like she'll give you money. <laughs> Just I tell her we're a charter money. school and she's it. <laughs> right. Just go for it. Someone will have to teach me what a charter school means. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if I'm gonna lie effectively, I have to know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> No, absolutely. It's um, they're like regular schools, except for you know, so that's, that's the difference. <laughs> uh, they're they receive government funding, but they don't operate through the uh, the normal school system. Um, so they they don't have to work with the district; they can just do whatever they want, essentially. Oh wait, so like Professor X has a charter school? Kind of, yeah. That is uh, government funded. You know that, right? 
In well, <laughs> yes. Or is it just private schools not? Because private schools still still get government funding. I don't know. This is where our conversation. I don't know how it differences. Oh wait, there's a debate on whether charter schools ought to be described as private schools or state schools. Advocates of the charter charter model state uh, that they are public schools because they they are open to all students and do not charge tuition. While critics cite charter schools' private operation and loose regulations regarding public accountability and labor issues as arguments against the concept, it is also described as a form of public education that is controlled by parents and small constituencies. On the other hand, charter schools are often established, operated, and maintained by for-profit organizations. So you could argue either way uh, which one's which. So that's... I'm blanket statement pro education, but like the for-profit school system has obviously got issue. Well, yeah, and then the yeah. School system also has issues. Ah. Well, yeah, my mom's a like I said, my mom's a teacher, and it's just like she's like, well, any kind of education as long as they're learning and stuff like that. But also, like the the obviously the teachers unions don't love it. Yeah, because and they're you know the the states like well, there's no like set curriculum you can just do it it's yeah i know my daughter went to one for a year to a charter school but it was very um because we were in new mexico it was very like spanish curriculum so like she had to take spanish while she was there she had to take like ballet folklorico while she was there and they just had a very i don't know it was i don't know what you would call that it was a very like spanish-based charter school but it was the one that was like right near us and they also taught math so we sent her there okay (laughs) Yep, math's the same in every language. It's fun, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I figure that's it's important. So, is it big math like, a universal language? <laughs> math and um, Esperanto; those are the universal languages, I guess. <laughs> um. I don't okay. Know <laughs> Now, uh, how long ago did you move from New Mexico to Portland? Um, so I moved five years ago in April. So it's coming like up on like four and a half-ish years, really. Okay, so most of your life was New Mexico. Yes. Okay, <laughs> yes, so I uh, have been almost nowhere is why I asked these things. Please tell me about your state. Like, what is growing up there like? <laughs> I want to know what warmth is. So you- Jane, can you describe it for me? Want you to show me. (laughs) (laughs) So now when I go back, it's weird because like when we get off the plane, they open the plane doors and it's like stepping into an oven. It's absolutely horrifying. Um because I got used to this climate now. It's awful. It's uh I don't know, but I grew up there, so it was very normal for me. And like during the summers you get up to a hundred and I don't know, it used to be like five or six and it wasn't that bad, but like lately with global warming and everything like my mom saw 120 this year so that's terrifying that might be a right? bit much but used to move i keep telling them you don't have to stay in new mexico but whatever they like it there i guess whatever it's gross um it's like the um the wily e. coyote cartoons you know where it's just flat land and like there's a roadrunner um <laughs> there's no big cactuses and, uh, and the sky is different, actually. The weirdest part about it is that the air is different because we're so dry. The air quality is very, very clear, you know, so you can see for miles and miles. And it's a lot of flatland. You know, there's some mountains, definitely, because we're the tail end of the Rockies. But uh, it's, you, it's just blue in a, in a more saturated way. Like, it's Ooh. just a deeper, clearer blue. In fact, they say that New Mexico has some of the clearest skies in the world, and people come from all over the world to paint there just to see the paint in the clear air. It's so bizarre. Of course, yeah. But that's that's awesome. The big art capital. Isn't that nuts? Yeah, there's, there's uh, a lot of stuff, like, all around New Mexico. is like, because the, the, you've got the, 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 was it the Meow Wolf uh yes super fun i uh, wanted is... to work for them but have enough uh video cred behind me so. oh right yeah but i did they're great yeah they're like a chris they're like an art collective slash it's a because it's almost like a like an art theme park they've got down there yeah uh a... i have never been but uh my one of my friends has been and described it to me it's just like 
this weird like magical stuff happens and it's like you're just walking around this <laughs> crazy anyway yeah apparently yeah, i have to go visit new mexico yeah i really wanted to go you should you should see it and especially if you get to santa fe because it is it's an interactive art experience so like you open a refrigerator door and it has a slide into a different area and it's just very like whimsical the whole thing is just very childlike and imaginative in a way that's it's got a dreamlike quality about it because it's so it's got such non sequiturs to it you know yeah that's what that's what uh this person was saying was like there's a like a skeleton but you can play like a xylophone kind of thing and there's mushrooms in this forest and they light up and i'm very about this life so much fun Right? Like stuff coming right. out of the walls. It sounds it sounds amazing. I re- I really really want. I'm a terrible person. I want to go do hallucinogenic drugs and hang out there. And they would hate that. I do not think that they would like you to do that. But I oh, really I thought that like was. That, so. I thought that was expected. <laughs> no, I think right? it's. You can't have a theme park and expect me to show up sober. What? <laughs> um. <laughs> And then also, of course, speaking of your New Mexico's blue skies, you've got the big like uh, hot air balloon thing that happens down there, right? Yeah, every uh, well for years. I guess they're not doing it this year. It's the first year that they've ever not done it. It's like you but can't get much more socially distanced than like up in the air in a basket away from people. But okay, sure. <laughs> we figure, I figure they'll do something like I don't know. They'll have the baskets. It'll just be mostly online for the crowd. You know. Okay. But, yeah, uh, yeah the, it used to be the Kodak International Albuquerque Balloon Festival, and now it's, I think it's just Albuquerque International Balloon Festival. Just fuck Kodak. My parents owned a photo shop. Yeah, so we were part of it for a long time because we were dis- we were Kodak distributors. Oh, right. So we oh. a big booth down there. We'd have to go at 5 a.m. and watch the balloons go up. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, I think the with, coolest with, thing we have in North Pole is the giant Santa Claus that sits outside of the Santa Claus house. And and don't forget, you, Santa Claus is actual the mayor. Like <laughs> that is a gentleman who got fat and old and bearded enough and decided to legally change his name to Santa Claus, and then and ran then, for mayor. It's still cool. <laughs> I mean, no, no, you you know that there's more to that story. First, he ran for city council, and he was on our city council for three years, and then he took a year off, and then he applied for mayorship, and he won. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is Santa Claus is a dedicated public servant. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> It is true. Right? It sounds, it sounds like a good thing. I don't even know. I feel like maybe you body shame nice guy. I mean, <laughs> he's probably a Republican. It's Alaska, but... Oh, fuck. Well, then no. We body shame. That's fine. <laughs> we body Mitch McConnell for a minute because his hand is necrotizing off his body. Oh, my God. Everything about that guy. I'm just like... I've been what? curious about what the fuck that is. Is, is that a real thing that's happening? I thought that was just some weird meme thing that was happening. No, no, his hand and his face, his bruises, and they're saying that he's older and older people do bruise easier. And then he's on a a blood thinner, which would make that even worse. But it looks like his flesh is like deteriorating off his body, which would not surprise me because he's clearly rotten on the inside, you know? Like, yeah, I mean, he's just corrupt and disgusting. Right? Somebody like he's an evil incantation on a corpse. I believe it. Uh, okay, so this is from Fox News, so I don't know how much we can trust <laughs> that. But uh, Mitch McConnell's bruised hands, lips, likely common skin condition, dermatologists say. So there's that. CNN said the same thing. McConnell says no concerns. Yeah. They say that he has no comment on it, that it's none of our business, which as voters, like, it's totally our business, but whatever. Well, yeah, if we, I mean, it's like, if you can make a case that, like, the president had, you know, I don't know, we should be able to figure this out. We should, we should know. Like, what happened to you, buddy? Did somebody, like, did you owe somebody money and they came to collect and they broke your hand? Like, what is, but it's like just over his lip, too, and it's like, they just, what, pop him one? I don't know. It yes, looks his, weird. His eye, his hand. Oh, he looks terrible. But I like that because I hate him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, 
what's his i mean he, he's got a set of race right like yep coming up look can only hope if he and i was gonna say do we know he's up against a bunch of really awesome i don't uh That's charlie's one. figuring it out yeah see i don't uh, have an alexa but i have a charlie <laughs> Amy something, isn't it? What's her name? Yeah, Le- retired Lieutenant Colonel Amy McGrath. There we go. I knew it was in my brain somewhere. Uh, yeah. He should yeah, be focused on this 24 hours a day, seven days a week since May. That's what a leader would do in a national crisis. Instead, he's ramming through a Supreme Court nominee. Yeah, she's oh, great. Yeah. I like her already. Well, she's way better than him. I mean, the, I mean it's really Anything's better than him. McConnell... <laughs> Somebody who's not a goddamn lich. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <exactly. laughs> Just yeah, is Donald Trump like his Horcrux? Like he he cursed yeah. he cursed Donald Trump seventeen years ago to carry his soul. Uh, it's it's in the hairpiece. There it is. The hair is enigmatic. He's it's a billionaire. Su- That's as good as he could. It's just like the weirdest comb over ever. It's just... I'm like, I assume that he could have, and I'm not saying he should have, but if he's going to do the things he's done anyway, he could have just had somebody scalped and had that, that scalp <laughs> grafted onto his head so that he could have good hair. Yeah. I feel like that's a thing he I has really the don't... money and the power for. Yeah. Dude. I really the... In what he's already done versus that. I mean, like, he's already taken uteruses from women. If he wore them on his head, I don't think that's less respectful than what's already done. <laughs> you're in yeah. a place where you're tapped out in disrespect, so whatever, you know? Um. <laughs> it's baffling we're here. I'm always baffled it got this far. Like, he is so obviously an intelligent person, and people are like, yeah, let's do this. He's, he's not qualified. I love it. I he's, yeah, he's a he's an outsider, and that's good for some reason because then he'll know what to do. I don't. There's no logic behind it. It's just like we don't like you. We love this guy. Oh yeah, no, I know people who voted for him specifically because they wanted all of this to explode, and it did in like the most boring way possible. Like. It's taking forever. I totally thought the apocalypse was going to be more dramatic, but it's really just me making a thousand packages of ramen noodles. So. <laughs> it's, it's Here's what's fucked up, though. Okay, it, make, for me. it makes sense that we think it's weird that he's made it this far. But if you've ever listened to him in interviews, he's also confused <laughs> about how he's made it this far. <laughs> and, like, how is that the dude you're voting for? <laughs> I totally thought he was a red herring at first when he first, they were like, yeah, we're going to let him run. I totally thought, like, he was going to be up there and, like, get all the outrage. And then they would put somebody, you know, I thought yeah. Romney, honestly. That, that, that would have been thing. such a, a brilliant strategy for them. And I totally thought that's how we were going. I did not realize this was... I didn't think they were in earnest. I thought it was... Uh, yeah, they, they got to a certain point. They're like, oh, well, now we have to play by the rules. So, Trump it is. <laughs> oh, my it's like, God. <laughs> like, oh, maybe, maybe he'll really shake some, some things up. It's like, yeah, he shook some things up. Like, he's brought a lot of stuff to the surface that was not being said probably i guess we had to have this conversation for a long time a lot of conversations are happening now great and we now have the time to have the conversations great i think i I think if anything it's like crystallized at least half the country to being like well we don't like this so (laughs) that's something i was a dirty commie before so (laughs) well yeah okay this wasn't really like new now, but it is interesting to see how many people have been radical because it's it's in it's incredible how far yeah. corruption has gone. And when well, we all have time to look at it, yeah. I don't think most of us want this. Yeah, exactly. I, mean, I did want to be working from home since before the pandemic. <laughs> but this is I'm, i I wanted to do that and then leave home to go do comedy afterwards. That was my that was the goal, and I got half of this. <laughs> uh, we're on politics anyway. Did we watch? Did you guys watch the most? The last debate, the final debate. 
I watched what I like to call the highlights reel, which is basically just my friends freaking out on Facebook from things that they saw on the TV. (laughs) (laughs) It's all hearsay. I saw the debates, but it's all like secondhand. Yeah, I I watched it live. I heard that this one was pretty boring in comparison. Just people repeating all the same shit they've been saying. And then... Well, Joe got a couple good zingers in. Uh, I'm not saying like he did a, pull out the malarkey. Well, yeah, and he's like, I mean, the, the, the like they asked about immigration, and like he's just like 525 kids who won't, we don't we missing their parents. We've lost their parents. You have lost their parents. He's like, well, you be, built the cages. It's like 525 children. Shut the like and like in his. I could hear it. It's just like <laughs> shut up. Like you have nothing. No, absolutely. It's like, just stop, just shut up. And it's like, I know Joe's not a great, like, not our favorite candidate, whatever. Like, we gotta just get past it. That's, I mean, we're gonna... It's a nightmare, but the one is clear fascism, and one is, like, fascism light, so we're gonna do that. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. know. Uh, And then hope that next uh, time we have better options. Well, I mean, we just gotta... I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's not my place to say I'm not like a political analyst or anything. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not voting Trump. I, I don't. I don't want Trump to try and look good, and I'm like scared that like I, eight years of this is just gonna kill us, right? Like another four years, we're just all dead, right? So, I'm half Mexican, so like we are one step removed from where i'm really afraid you know like i'm i'm scared i got my eye on it they're separating kids at the border it's not good you know like those kids look like me when i was growing up it's fucked up but uh yeah we're (laughs) it's like the six degrees of kevin bacon only with like an internment camp and so it's getting closer and if i die in a cage i am fucking haunting you guys just so you know (laughs) watch out because i'm i will i don't even know how much power you get when you're a ghost, but I'll figure it out. I, was like, I, I feel like it depends on how much you put into earning power as a ghost. I think there's a way to upgrade that, because otherwise, how do we get the big baddies? Well, it, yeah, it's, it's like in the movie Ghost. The more emotion you have, the more stuff you can do. So you just gotta... And I was pretty passionate. I was passionate, you know? I was oh, yeah. pretty against concentration camp. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I, uh, I'm... I'm you know, it's terrifying. I'm still pretty against them, so I'm like, yeah. Right? It's, uh, yeah. Like, I have a whole, like, Mexican last name. I'm Jane Malone now, but, like, my my maiden name is Flores. Like, my dad is a Mexican man, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, but here's the good news. And He's I built, like, four whole miles of that wall. <laughs> right? Well, we sold five miles, so it's fine. <laughs> Did you hear about how they're taking it on the other side and selling the reap stuff in yeah. Mexico? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's fantastic. So, <laughs> how did they not see that coming, though? Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, just keep giving me building supplies. Like, fucking... <laughs> well, and, like, they had the video of, like, the dude climbing the wall in, like, 30 seconds. Because yeah. the way they built it, it was just easy to do. It's like, oh. Well, they've had a, they figured out a way that they can put the uh, seesaws on each side of the border so that the kids can play mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They've made a lot of it into playground equipment. That's awesome. Like, you know, what do you do? Fuck it. <laughs> Beautiful. I, uh, I don't know. I'm a very borders or imaginary lines. You're being a dick kind of person. So... I mean, you say that, but America's not allowed to go anywhere right now, and that's probably a good thing. So, that's a good thing. <laughs> really good. But when it opens up again, I'm getting out of here, dude. I thought I should last time, and and I was like, no, it's fine. We're gonna fight from within. That was stupid. Like that was, yeah. that was misguided. <laughs> right. We're we're all gonna leave. Let this place burn to the ground uh, out of its own consumption, and then just come back in and. And cleaning everything back up. It'll be fine because they'll all be dead this time. (laughs) If we want to leave, we can leave, right? America, like it or leave it. I'm good. I I like Belgium. I like France. I don't need. See, I was thinking New Zealand. New Zealand's looking like the place more and more. Wait, say it again. Their film, uh, their film industry, so well right now. (laughs) Well, 
and I mean, zero cases. They've had like people back in stadiums, like hanging out. Uh, they're. I'm allowed to be a hooker in New Zealand legally. This is the most important thing. <laughs> we are now reaching the end of the episode. Yep. <laughs> Thanks so much for coming in and spending your time with us. Uh, I'm going to use that as my excuse to not go into that story again. <laughs> oh, man. Jane, I do want to thank you for coming on to the show, though. This was great. And, of course, I miss seeing you in person because... That's a thing that used to happen when life existed. <laughs> right? Remember when people were like allowed to see each other? I just want smoke circles back again, guys. I just um, want to be able to stand in a circle with a bunch of other idiots and pass around a bowl. That's what I want. Right? And that may never happen again. Standing in the line at the back of a comedy club while somebody else tries to do stand-up and we all try to whisper to each other. I've never missed that. Much my like, <laughs> I was like, shut up, you got it. And now I'm like, I wish somebody would just stand at the back of the room and heckle for a little bit. <laughs> Look, if I'm six feet away, I can still heckle you. It's fine. Right? I just, I need, I could maybe put like three comics in my living room. Like, if we were <laughs> uh, it's like all in, all in the hazmat suits, just like. Right? Oh. <laughs> That's okay. You Just don't want more than loudly while I'm trying to tell dick jokes. Like, come on, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm used to doing this with the interruptions. I can't. <laughs> I can't focus. It's like having ADD. I, if the TV's not on, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> right. Uh, that was um, brilliant. Thank you guys so much for having me. And definitely uh, check out the magazine when it comes out next absolutely. week. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Right. And, and where do we find that? Little Treat Comedy. Um, it will be posted everywhere. I'm hoping that I'll get, you know, you guys sharing it and stuff like that. These shows, actually, there's 40 plus comics from the Pacific Northwest, and they're all at like a Halloween party. And every face you see, you can click on it, and it takes you to a different Halloween flavored link. That's so, awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, the whole thing's interactive. It's a lot of fun, and there's some really amazing articles, some beautiful art. It's really a good time. I'm very proud of it. So I can't wait for you guys to see it. Perfect. Very excited. Can't wait to check it out. Cool. All right, Jane. Thank you so much again. And everyone who's tuned in today, because we actually had people in the chat, which is weird. I mean, normal. <laughs> it's perfectly normal, Jane. We have an audience, I swear. <laughs> Charlie, I love you, man. Uh, thanks again, everybody. Special thanks to our guest, Jane Malone, for coming on. You can find her stuff at uh, littletreatcomedy.com or Maloney Baloney, that's spelled balogna.com. Hey, if you like what you're hearing here, uh, you can find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want to support us, you can support us at patreon.com slash everythingpodcast. And of course... You can always hear us here on Shady Pines Radio, Thursdays, 10 to 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Thanks for listening, everybody. Hello, everybody. This is Poor Boy from Shady Pines Radio, the host of The Soju Hour with Poor Boy. That's not what it's from. I want to talk to you about something cool. Merchandising. That's right, merchandising. Merchandising, merchandising. Shady Pines Radio now has merchandise. You can get this on your iPhone or your Android through downloading the Shady Pines Radio app. Merch. Or by going to ShadyPinesRadio.com and clicking the merch link. He's selling merch. What's merch? She doesn't even know what it is. Merch is all the cool stuff that Callie and Brian have available for you to buy to show your support for Shady Pines Radio. Merchandising. They've got t-shirts, tank tops, koozies for your beer. That kids love this one. And more coming soon. And we're supposed to fucking buy it. Hey man, do whatever you want to. But if you want to support good, cool people doing good, cool things, download the Shady Pines Radio app on your iPhone or your Android 
or just go over to Shady Pines Radio and hit the merch link. And of course, listen to Shady Pines Radio! Shady Pines Radio.